Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. For Sunday the 5th of June, 2011, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I'm Iolite. I am Daxter. <sighs> and we're back from a very... Exciting. Tiring. As we readjust our soundboard back from Phoenix Comic Con settings to normal weekly settings and discover yeah. all the things that have gone wrong, like two minutes before showtime. <laughs> oh yeah, I ripped out all the regular encoders for the Shoutcast servers and are pointing at the special event servers. I should probably fix that while uh, Octail's playing his song. Excuse me, while Todd is playing his song on the outro of the premiere episode of Show X. Now, Show if you X. are listening to the podcast version of this and why you would be doing that, I have no idea when listening live is so much cooler. I mean, really. All the cool kids are doing it. All the kill, cool kids are, in fact, <laughs> doing it. But if you are listening to the podcast version of this, you should go to vtwproductions.com and check out the premiere episode of Show X, which by the time this has been posted, will also be posted. Mm. Check it. Yeah. So if you have been living under a rock and mm-hmm. not paying attention to anything going on at Versus the World Radio, you would not know that we spent uh, a good chunk of last weekend getting an absurd number of episodes of Alpha Geek Radio and yeah. interviews together for you guys to uh, enjoy from Phoenix Comic Con. Mm-hmm. So go to vtwproductions.com, click on the Shows tab up at the top of the page and go to Alpha Geek. And you will see pages upon pages upon pages of episodes of nerdy content for your consumption. Do it now. Actually, do it when we're done with the show. Yes. No. no. <laughs> Not yeah. quite yet, but soon. Is, when the show is over. Uh, massive shouts, shout outs and props go out to Ironheart, mm-hmm. who yes. helped edit a very large number of those episodes down and get them posted in a very timely manner. So very. people who were thirsting for the content as it happened and weren't able to listen live. And not all those went out live. Some of them were straight to podcast. Uh, Ironheart helped out a very great deal. And Barry VA also putting in above and beyond the normal producer call of duty, uh, camping out in IRC and keeping people informed of what the heck was going on and giving us great feedback on what was working and what was not. Yes. And also shout out to the organizers of Phoenix Comic Con, mm-hmm. uh, who took very good care of us and were universally awesome to us uh, every time we interacted with them. So shout out to you guys and looking forward to doing it even bigger next year. Yes. Dare I say, woot. Yeah. And shout out to all the panel people who had to read our our name on the air. That was, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I say, oh, casually hardcore. <laughs> no, VTW VTW Productions. Yes, <laughs> that may have been mildly entertaining. Yes. <laughs> it was great. Yes. That was one of my favorite moments on the Kristen Bauer. She's like, oh, and everyone should go to vtwproductions.com. dot com. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, come on. You're making her sound like she was an airhead. Uh, she was She was very sweet. She's not... I wouldn't say she's a genius, but she, you know, she's just a normal person. I mean, she's not... She's an actress, and she's really nice and a big romantic, in my opinion. Yeah. 
I had, uh, I didn't catch very much of it. Uh, I ended up doing too much parenting, but I did get to see some of Aaron Douglas's presentation. Oh, that's cool. Uh, he was Chief Tyrrell from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. And he was funny. Yeah. There was he a lot was of good ones. He was just flat out funny. And, uh, yeah, I came in partway through his, and uh, I ended up with both kids with me. And so yeah, I, had, uh, I had Alexa in her, in her stroller, in a stroller town, you know, with Jonathan Colton mm-hmm. in my head. And then uh, Nathaniel, our nemesis, was just being really... Uh, a pill. He was being a pill at home, but then once I actually got him down to the con, he literally sat down in the corner and watched the panels. And I nice. was like... Very All right, nice. you're just bizarre, kiddo. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm very proud of you. All right, so I have just <laughs> discovered more than we thought. what annihilated my interview with Danielle Corsetto. Oh. Girls ah. with slingshots. Bad Mike. Bad cable. Bad cable. Bad cable. This was oh. the evil cable that, that did it. Worked for the Paul Cornell interview. And then at some mysterious point in between, has gone bad. Eyes to the sky. You know, my uncle once told me great words of wisdom. Everything works until it doesn't. What a sage. I know. I was like, thanks. (laughs) Basically, what you're telling me is you don't even know that you've let the smoke out. Yeah. It's just. Cables aren't polite, and they don't. They don't, they don't die. They don't, they don't yeah. usually right. admit right. smoke. I've managed to make some emit smoke, which is a no small undertaking. So yeah, Grail now joins us on the Yay. Uh, via the miracle of a. I'm Grail. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back online. Wow. So yeah, we now have diagnosed one of our longest XLR cables is now bad. Uh, <sighs> nice. Boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lack the mad soldering skills to repair those. Yeah. So oh God. <laughs> yeah. Guitar Center. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <sighs> oh well. Oh my goodness! But yes, definitely go in and do all, um, check out all the interviews because they were really great, and our editor did an amazing job of editing everything. Every I've gone through a couple, and they sound really great. So that was uh, No Moise and Ironheart. Yep, Ironheart from the forums yeah. did nice. all the did all the editing. I gave him a shout out to the forum and props and there, so, which we yay. did on the air as well. And thanked him very much. Yeah. Now we also met up with some listeners. Yes. Who. One of them you know, kind of danced around identifying himself, and also I was just extremely distracted because I was between panels, but handed us an enormous stack of trading card game loot cards. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I want desperately to give this guy a shout-out, but I don't know who you are. So please send an email to ch at vtwproductions.com and identify yourself so that we may give you mad props and then for being we, so cool, for being so cool, and we need to discuss and figure out what we want to do with this. So, mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. right, right, loot. interesting. Yeah, because I talked to that gentleman for a while. And yeah. He was telling me that basically he played the game with a bunch of people, the card game, but none of the people he played with played WoW. Just so they just handed him these loot cards, like here, here you go. You want this? Take it. I'm like, yeah, so oh, got, I need to wow. find people like this. Exactly. <laughs> Where are uh, you? I see you got a brown coat shirt. Oh, I had this a few oh, weeks wow. ago, actually. Yes. Yes. Weeks ago? Okay. Yeah. I ordered Not from it. the Comic-Con, but... T-Furied him. Ah, yeah. Ironheart is actually in the IRC right now. Bow down before his leetness. because nice. There you go. All of you who have been enjoying uh, the Phoenix Comic-Con, and, and if you've listened through it all, I'm rather impressed because that's a lot of hours of content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you've been enjoying that, you likely have him to thank for that. So mass, mad props to Ironheart. 
I saw at uh, Comic Con uh, quite a few of the Arizona brown coats yeah. walking mm-hmm. around. Oh, they they're, had a booth. They're, they're a fun group to see, mm-hmm. definitely. They had a booth and a panel or two yeah. while yeah. we were there. Very funny. And then, um, although I have to admit that my favorite costumes were the steampunk guys oh, yeah. that, oh, that yeah. had actually put some effort yeah. into their costumes. There was a I large mean, there were some really, really good cosplay out there, but yeah. the steampunk guys this year just really, oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. For Man, sure. And they were gorgeous. Yeah, and there was a lot of them, too. I mean, it yeah. was a bigger influx this year compared to last year. And polished brass and oh, polished yeah. wood and everything just beautifully put together. It had that Victorian feel to it. Which is kind of the whole point of... Right along with that, right. right along with that velvet top hat, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I love that. It just, I love that. It was so it was, great. It was and a then, good mix. I mean, they had some superhero costumes that were like on the the main exhibition floor. Mm-hmm. We got some pics of these folks. The Iron Man was really well done. Iron he Man was, was full, really well done. Full armor with the helmet that could come off. And, yeah, and the guy as Thor looked pretty good. The guy as Thor was great too. And yeah, there's a couple Wolverines that looked pretty decent. Yeah, those are posted. Yeah. One holding yeah. up the other one. They yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good mix. It was a good mix. The Wonder Woman, by the way, for all you guys out there, the Wonder Woman is really good on Wonder Facebook. Woman. So go uh, go check that one out. Yeah. Seventies, the best the seventies uh, had to offer, baby. For sure. And I did, of course, get the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man because he was the Stay Puft Marshmallow huge. Man. Yeah. Oh. I wanted to get a picture of me taking a bite out of him, but I it was so big that you couldn't really. It would just look like you're biting a yeah, white wall. Yeah, it would just wall. look like you're biting a white wall, so it <laughs> yeah. didn't really look good. <laughs> I had uh, one of my favorite costumes was a, a, a gentleman dressed as the new doctor. The Matt um, Smith Matt Smith version, version of the doctor. Um, and his girlfriend was dressed as the TARDIS. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, actually, and she was, I mean, it was almost a full-size TARDIS she wow. was in. It was like a full, like... Rolling. She had a harness <laughs> that held wow. it on her. And it was, yeah, it was good. Oh, uh, and uh, so that one was good. And then the, the cutest little kid that I saw was this little three-year-old girl. And her mom or dad or whoever it was, I saw both with her, had her in the little fairy outfit that was so adorable. And the really? wings, it was so obvious to me, the wings, the mom had sewn all of this bead and lace on oh, the wings. Nice. And they came out and I was just like, she is trashing those wings so Aww. fast. Yeah. I'm like, you hey. better get your pictures now. They were beautiful. So did you take any pictures like, of any of these people? Well, you know, by the time I saw this little girl, I was chasing two of my own. Uh, so no, <laughs> I wasn't darn. taking as many pictures as I did in the morning. I did get some pictures of um, Boxleitner. Okay, mm, and um, I didn't get any good ones of Leonard Nimoy, but yeah, I learned the, so. the major downside to using my Android phone as the mobile hotspot for the yeah. live stream was I can't take any damn pictures. However, <laughs> if you do go to our Facebook page, yes. which you can get to <laughs> if you go to VTW Productions and then go to the Shows tab on the right hand side of our page, is a link through to the Facebook presence. You might or might not see kind of Gwenora and Gnomewise duking it out for number one <laughs> best fan picture from uh, Phoenix Comic Con, yep. which I have clearly won. But you have also clearly paid for. What's your point? <laughs> I didn't pay for any of my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Mine were free. Mine People is wanted all to about take the, pictures with me. All the evil plan of come again next year. <laughs> And you may hear 
something later in this episode, which will indicate to you that it was worth the time and oh, money. Oh, I'm sure it was. All right. Everyone Inch, was inching great. ever closer to that coveted uh, interview with my own personal internet hero, Will Wheaton. With your man crush? Yes. Nerd, yeah, I got, I got a nerd squee for him. I, yeah. I, 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 will, I will own that. Yeah. Wow. My beard's better, though. <laughs> you think your beard's better? I know my beard's better because I actually trim it into a shape and just instead of let it eat my neck. <laughs> Will Wheaton's beard is attempting to eat his head. Barry, you need to give him beard grooming. Not grooming, like beard herding tips. <laughs> wrangle <laughs> that in. Got to wrangle that beard. Wrangle it. Lasso Show it, it who's boss. Exactly. Oh, and you'll also see some of the pictures that we took of um, some of the costumes that were out there. Of course, I only had about an hour out on the floor, so I didn't get a ton of pictures, but yeah. I did get a, a good a chunk mm-hmm. of pictures. Now, of the stuff that we've captured that I was either present for or have had a le- chance to listen to, um, of course, the story time with Will Wheaton is always entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's worth the listen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything with John Scalzi in it, yes. as it turns out, he's a really freaking entertaining guy for a little bald, nerdy dude that <laughs> yeah. writes really good sci-fi and uh, finance books, yeah. as it turns out, which is where he got his... Start in publishing was publishing about finance. Oh, and he's geez. really good at it. Wow. And now actually gives financial advice to upcoming and aspiring authors. Oh, wow. Here's how you can arrange your money to not starve while pursuing your dream. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm like, props to you, dude. Yeah, Very no kidding. Nice. We Very actually nice. talked about that in the one on one interview I scored with him. Lovely. Nice. All right. Available to you on the Alpha Geek portion of VTWProductions.com. Pluggity plug, make a plug story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There is an interview in there and several panels with Paul Cornell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another really entertaining, yeah. funny, wacky guy yeah. who's written for thing, little things you may have heard of, like Superman, right. uh, Doctor Who. Uh, tiny, in, tiny Inconsequential things. things. Yeah. yeah. And one of the stories I wanted to relate was while I was sitting, we were sitting behind his table in the vendor hall. Mm-hmm. doing our interview at which time and he's he's facing me facing away from where all the people are walking by and I'm facing out into the crowd this massive crowd of people dressed as the David Tennant and Matt Smith doctors uh, three or four Amy Ponds one River Song oh, and wow. a large felt almost life-size TARDIS <laughs> <laughs> arrived behind him wow oh, that's awesome he said I'm just going to pause this yeah you need to see this. <laughs> he was ambushed by this mob of doctors, and it was just a complete nerd squee moment for him. And that's cool. Photo op, and then just this whole love fest that was just a, a, a geeky wonder to behold. And, Aww, oh, that's nice. I wish I had a video camera. Aww. Mm. I had one with me. I didn't know this was ha- going to happen. You know, yeah. I always take my video and and, and my camera. To this was an impromptu this. thing. Uh, that yes, just to his chagrin, he does know that you always have your video <laughs> camera with you. That's right. Come on, uh-huh. you got great video. Uh-huh. You know that. <laughs> Keep talking. So yeah, that that was a great oh, deal of fun cool. to be there for. Um, and I, I I'm trying to reschedule the interview with uh, Daniel Corsetto from girls with slingshots because it was a really great interview during which my apparently we now know my microphone cable just died died it was acting bad i tried various editing techniques to you know grab my audio track from what little was bleeding uh, through the cable amplify and, and all that yeah it yeah. just 
not working. Yeah. It was not going to be listenable. The, the annoying thing is she comes through crystal clear and perfect and beautiful. Like, just like re-record. She's talking, she's talking to nobody. Re-record your piece. That'd be awesome. You could just make up your questions. <laughs> <laughs> see what she answers. Exactly. Just splice in your own questions. That'd be that would great. Be awesome. Oh, you should do right. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's too funny. It's I your own. Should not. It's your own episode of oh. John Stewart right there. Exactly. <laughs> it's a John Stewart interview for the win. <sighs> oh my goodness. Very cool. I was really impressed with, and I know he's not a huge star, but um, if you go and listen to the Vernon Wells panel where it's just him by himself. Vernon Wells is a huge star to well, some of us. I know, but you know, he's not like one of the premier, you know, the right. ones everybody yeah. wants to see. Everyone him. knows who he is when you mention the role that he's yes. known for, though. Yeah. Yes, but they don't know who he is when he's just himself. Right. So he didn't have a lot of people in that panel, but he busted out some really good stories about his past, about how, you know, he had to play a gay guy in his first play and his apprehension about that and getting completely nude in front of the whole audience at that play and his mom was in the audience and it was quite a good interview. So you should definitely go. And the way he, like, goes to these... um, Oh, what do you call them? The when they go test, basically. Oh, the screen test. Yeah, when they go to the screen screen test, basically, and how he's always going in there, going like, "No, I don't want to do this," and he just goes in there because someone tells him, and then he gets the role. So a lot of that is really funny. Um, He's in the panel for Western X later on, but his own panel was. It's it's quite an interesting um, story that he has to say. So I would highly recommend you guys go. Yeah, yeah a lot that. of these panels Ooh. are just turned into really good, interesting, under-the-hood kind uh-huh. of. Yeah. Th- which is w- one of the things I go to these cons for is those little snapshots of, here's what it goes on behind the scenes right. to bring yeah. you the fun stuff. There's a great panel about uh, television and sci-fi um, where they talk. And actually, there's another panel with uh, Robert... Oh, I know who you're talking uh, about. Yeah, Robert. Um, I'm going to have to look up his name. Yep. He's, one of, uh, he's one that I was all set to have an interview with, and then we just never crossed paths oh, again. Oh, that's too bad. He uh, was really good. Yeah, he is he a great presenter, and he was the author of the novel that the Flash Forward right. television series was based on. The, movie, the, uh, the novel was Flash Forward, <laughs> and talked at great length about the adaptation process from... Um, book two television mm-hmm. series and talked very frankly and honestly about why it failed, you know, why it was canceled after just one season. Right. And it's a really interesting look under the hood. And a lot of the, the reinforcing things that they were saying uh, in several of the panels was no, TV land and Hollywood do not hate sci fi and they don't spend millions of dollars on a show to get it past the pilot. Just to go, ha Now I'm yeah. going to kill it. Stab, 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 right. stab. Yeah. Of course. Uh, just the kinds of things that do go wrong when bringing a television show to television. Mm-hmm. And the interesting comparison that he made was between broadcast TV, major network television, mm-hmm. versus something like the Sci-Fi Channel, and what those different uh, industries, cable television versus broadcast TV, consider to be a success. Battlestar Galactica, in its heyday, was getting million viewers or right. less, and that was enough to satisfy Sci-Fi Channel to keep it rolling through its all four seasons. Mm-hmm. Flash Forward was bringing in six, seven, eight times that, and was considered a failure. Different rule book. Yeah. 
And another interesting thing he was talking about was how we couldn't have our sci-fi be sci-fi-y. So we had to change it because in his book it was a 21-year jump into the future. Right. It's Robert Sawyer. Robert, so- Robert J. Sawyer. You, yeah. Everything, every panel he's on you want to listen yes. to. He's got even the, just, especially the Just a Minute with Paul Cornelix, which is yeah. a, a game show uh, with him, Scalzi, uh, Sherry Priest, and Sam... Someone wrote Something, it. yeah. He's a comic book uh, writer, but yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, and a novel writer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Robert J. Sawyer really he is, has this obvious encyclopedic knowledge of all things Crazy sci-fi. Crazy amount. Crazy smart. And I'm like, oh, I desperately need just to talk to you about... Because he, he referenced like Space 1999, which is one of my <laughs> most cherished... Nostalgia memories of early sci-fi mm-hmm. in my life, at least the first season of it, because the second season was a horrible abortion. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that. And uh, of course not. Why would we talk about that? Of course not. Why would nerdy things? We don't want to talk about that. But uh, yeah, I think with Robert J. Sawyer in it from the Comic Con coverage, guaranteed good. Um, all the major panels from the Grand Ballroom, uh, mm-hmm. pretty much uniformly good. Oh yeah, Max Brooks was awesome. Max Brooks. Oh, he was so good. <laughs> we need to give props to Mr. Brooks. Oh. Who, before this <clears throat> presentation, I had never made the connection. I did not know he was Mel Brooks' son. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize he was actually his son. Yeah. And I always I always forget and call him Mel Brooks versus mm-hmm. Max Brooks. <laughs> always. And yeah, yeah. That's his dad. Yep. But during the Q&A session. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. A lady from the local chapter of the Zombie Research Foundation or something along those lines Asked him a question along the lines of, you know, why did you decide to, to dump some, you know, fiction in with your survival, survival guide? guide? Right. And you saw this smile come across <laughs> his face as you realized, oh, I've been, I've been waiting for one of you. You're here to bust my ball. Yeah. <laughs> and launches into this tirade about basically, where do you get off? <laughs> When you write your own book. Yeah, when you write your own book <laughs> on a genre that you invented, that no one had done before you, mm-hmm. and you start holding me to account to a level of I don't know what because it never existed before I thought of it. Yeah. Who the hell do you think you are? And by the way, I know the president of your mm-hmm. <laughs> group. And yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, but he also he started off. He goes, "What were you doing in 1999?" Oh yeah. <laughs> and like living. He goes, "Well, I was writing a book about goes, zombies, and I didn't have this research society around at the time to go to for information." I mean, just ripped her apart. It was really Whoa. good. It was like wow. But you could just yeah, definitely wow, see this was prepared. You've yeah. practiced this in yeah. front of a mirror. Oh god. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I felt really sorry for that. <laughs> you were the sacrificial lamb to set the tone for the rest of the Q&A session. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was really good. Plus, the, uh, go ahead. Plus, uh, some, of the, um, some of the other comments that he made throughout, so, you know, about he basically asks people if they know why they're here, if they're here for the movie, and lets you know his involvement in the movie, which is pretty much nothing. Right. We sold the rights. Yeah, he sold the rights. And, it's and being that's... produced, and it's yeah. out of my hands. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to answer those questions up front, because I don't want to hear about you know, cause the, This is all I know. Blah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now you guys can all leave, is basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're here for the movie, you can all yeah. go. I'm talk about the books. Yeah. Now let's chat. Now, yeah. So it was pretty good. He had a really good panel. I liked his panel a lot. Yeah, there were some fun ones. Sadly, Stanley's getting a little old. Oh, I yeah. Know. And it's starting. The cracks are beginning to show. Mm. And this was Nimoy's last p- 
public appearance? As far as we can, as far tell, as we can tell. If not very last, then one of the very last oh, public sure. appearances. Uh, he's announced his full retirement from public life. So we got to see... Well, that's yeah. cool. See Spock one last time. He and he told a couple of funny stories. He was he was talking about um, in the early days in the in the sixties when the shows first got popular, and um, and they didn't really know how to deal with you know people who super would bother fans. them, super fans. And and he's like, you know, he's like, my number was listed. He's like, I wasn't really expecting people to start <laughs> calling me at home. <laughs> he's like, they did. They called me at home, you know, and I chat with them for a little while, and then I started realizing that. There were a lot of them calling me at home <laughs> to figure out what to do. And then there were people who would walk by my house and take clippings from my hedge. And, and you know, they were going home and saying, I got this clipping from Leonard Nimoy's house. And they would go, uh, well, yeah, how do you prove that? Well, I know I was there. <laughs> it's like wow. one of those things. He's just like going on doing this description of here's in, you know, in 1967, 1968, to what was it like to actually be, uh, you know, a, a a, a pop TV, culture a icon, pop culture icon, icon yeah. and, a, and a, a TV actor, you know, in that era. So now that we've reached the end of the first segment, I should probably announce our producer. What do you think? Oh, sure. Um, should, maybe we should wait till the second segment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We talked about beards already. <laughs> yeah, only and we he, mentioned <laughs> his name once. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. he needs to badly to give Will Wheaton you know, beard wrangling advice. Oh, okay. But if you are joining us in the IRC, <laughs> and you should be. You will find our producer there by the name of Barry VA. Yes, that's the Barry Von Awesome. If you have something you want to bring to our attention during the show, please do not send us a personal message. Send a PM to Barry VA. Barry White. And he will bring it to our attention. You can also email the show at ch at vtwproductions.com. Casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com also works, but why type all those extra letters when ch will do? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm just being kind to our listener base. So if you're listening to the podcast version, you want to send in ideas or stuff or responses, ch at vtwproductions.com. Because yeah. those extra do- dozen letters will, of course, prevent carpal tunnel. No, but they will cost more to send through the intertubes because you know, they do pay by the bit length. Hmm. <laughs> what? Don't give people ideas. <laughs> like, what, what are, are you, you talking about? Congress, I know you're listening. No, I'm <laughs> So, oh yeah, that thing I was getting ready and then didn't get ready in time. We do have a new, oh. a shiny, new episode of... Shiny. Shiny. <laughs> shiny news. Northrend News. I believe we Maybe have... Over Bay Day. Episode 57. It's the Wrenchmaster Challenge. I'm not sure I really want to know exactly what that means, but we're going to find out right about now-ish. You are listening to the triumphant return of Casually Hardcore post-Comic-Con goodness. On Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. Check out all the fine shows on the VTW Network. Go to the website and click on the Shows tab at the top of the page. You will be glad that you did. Here comes Northrend News. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. Welcome to Northrend News, airing exclusively on Casually Hardcore on vtwproductions.com. In today's top headline, the beaches of Tenaris are packed with spectators as the engineers of the Horde and Alliance put the finishing touches on their entries into the Wrenchmaster Challenge Special Vehicle Creation Derby. 
This year's challenge has goblins and gnomes scratching their heads as they try to craft the perfect avian aquatic vehicle, capable of transporting adventures over land, sea, and air. This year's test subject was an easy choice, says challenge judge Bilkin Wonderspanner. As the search for thrall continues and the Horde and Alliance press further into dangerous or uncharted reaches like Ajara, Vajir, and Mount Hyjal, the need for an all-in-one vehicle could never be higher. On the other side of the Wrenchmaster Arena, the Goblin Engineering judges are, for once, in agreement. For us, it's all about price point, says Judge Mazzy Clunker. The Wrenchmaster Challenge always brings the best goblins to the table, and I'll admit it, even some smart gnomes, too. But what we want this year is to see a contestant who can design a craft which can fly, run, and swim, all at a price the average level 20 adventurer can afford. I mean, it's cataclysm season, right? We all have to do more with less. Thus far, it seems that contestants are rising to the challenge, judging by the fleet of oddly shaped vehicles that now stand along the Steamweedle coast, looking like a bizarre menagerie of metal ducks, finned dragons, and tanks with feathers and flukes. Egos and tempers are running high as engineers attempt to claim the illustrious first prize honors of the challenge, which this year include the privilege of leading the charge into the elemental territories to try to rescue Thrall and an all-expenses-paid vacation at the Booty Bay Bar and Grill. It's the best wrenchmaster I've ever seen, says gnomish engineer Trixie Bilgebucket. As a contestant, I've never been so challenged. I mean, last year was close, when we had to build a moon rocket using nothing but electrical tape and dwarven nose plugs. But this year, there's a lot more at stake. We all want to be the ones who get to pilot our vehicles into the elemental planes and lead the search for Thrall. But other government groups are concerned with the hubbub the Wrenchmaster has created. Druids of the Cenarian Circle have joined the crowds outside Gadgetzan to protest the high amounts of oil, scrap metal, and radioactive materials now littering the Tanarith shoreline. And for once, they are aided by representatives from the region's water giants, who have come to complain that the various discarded machine parts used in the challenge keep getting stuck in their beards. But their protests have, for now, fallen on deaf ears, as even Grom Hellscream and Varian Rin joined the festivities earlier today, issuing a joint statement in full support of the engineering challenge, and promising a royal bounty to the engineer brave and clever enough to bring the former war chief back in one piece. In fact, King Rin has promised the same reward, even if Thrall is recovered in multiple pieces, telling members of the press that he was not picky about little details. As the premier engineering event in all of Azeroth, the Wrenchmaster Challenge has given us weird and wonderful inventions like the Gnomish Chickenator, the Mechanical Dragonling, and the ever-whirring toenail clippers. But judges say this is the first year that the stakes have been so high, and only time and a lot of explosions will tell if this year's challenge is enough to create a vessel capable of rescuing the former warchief from the elemental peril he now faces. For today's top stories from all corners of Azeroth, this is Northrend News. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. 
To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. I'm a little girl who likes CCGs, and Doc Dad told me to listen to VTWProductions.com. Isn't it great? That's great! Actual physical contact! Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. Amen. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stand up, sit down. Stand up, sit down. Stand up, Neil. Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Put yourself on bended knee. Fiddle with your rosary. Rosary. <laughs> Bow your head with great respect and genuflect, genuflect, genuflect. <laughs> nice. Doing the Vatican. Doing the Vatican. Doing the Vatican rag. Yep. <laughs> wow. That is. That is being raised Catholic, is what oh, that is yeah, actually. It is. But oh god, Tom Lehrer is oh. the artist. Oh. It's the same guy who made the periodic table of the elements uh, you know, into an entertaining song. Mm. I like that. That was good. Yeah. Especially with your little doing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah there was a visual effect. No, there there wasn't. Wasn't. no you're lying. Uh, there is no video. <laughs> jazz hands. Yeah. I, I think Gnome's okay. No. He, this is jazz hands. <laughs> you're not on camera right now because that was pretty darn no, funny. No, he's not. And you have no evidence. Mm-hmm. There was never a tiara either. You're on my mind camera. It's close enough. <laughs> I can't unsee yeah. that in my mind. <laughs> so, any other standout memories from uh, yes. Phoenix Comic Con? Okay. Hit, hit me. So, you know, throughout the whole day, the room that I was in, they were like, oh, by the way, we got a last minute add-on. Claire Kramer from Buffy, who was Glorificus in Buffy, is going to mm-hmm. be here at 6 o'clock. You know, if you want to come back for that. And it was a packed room. So, it's 6 o'clock, and I'm there waiting because, you know, I, although I love Buffy and I love Claire at this point, I was kind of tired, and I hadn't been out on the floor. So, I just wanted to take one hour to go out and take pictures. See the floor, yeah. Exactly. So I'm sitting there waiting to start the rig, and and the guy from Phoenix Comic Con is, he's sitting there, and he's, like, trying to keep the crowd busy, and... Stalling, 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 and then it's, like, 6.15, and he he, he goes, oh, well, hold on one second, guys, and he picks up the phone, and he's like, hey, can we find out where Miss Kramer's at, see if she's on her way, and then... Claire is the back of the room, like right next to me. I didn't even notice. And she's <laughs> sitting right there. And she goes, oh, were you talking about me? Oh, I was just waiting for you to finish. <laughs> she's just sitting there. The whole damn time. Yeah. The whole time waiting for them to, you know, call announce her. her. Announce her. And uh, apparently nobody noticed her walk in. Oh. Because she walked in from the back like everybody, right. just through the main doors. Most of them mm-hmm. did that. They didn't come in through any secret yeah. way or anything. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was so funny. So, yeah, it's a good little moment where she's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, great. Start. Bye. <laughs> it was Click the start button. I'm sure it was a really, I haven't listened to the panel, but it was packed. It was standing room only for her panel. And it was a last minute edition. Nice. Yeah, that was the, so. it's listed under the impromptu panel. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. That is the one problem with um, the amount of coverage we were able to get is finding time to listen to all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, but yeah, do, do thumb through there. I tried to put decent descriptions, like I grabbed the bios and things. Oh, they from, were great descriptions. From yeah. Phoenix Comic Con site and put them into the episode so you know what you're in for. 
even if it's not somebody you recognize, it was part of the joy of this was I never heard of half of these people. Yeah. And now it's like, oh. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, fabulous I, person. I need to go find out more about you. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It was definitely mind opening in mm. that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I, I went and I, I saw the Western X series that um, they were promoting, <coughs> which is. You know, Vernon Wells again? Yeah, yeah, it was Vernon Wells, but um, he's he's in it, but he was attached to it later. Yeah, so he, he, they only had three episodes they, up, but he's not in the first he's three not episodes. In the first three. Gotcha. Yeah, the person that they have, which is the main character, is actually one of the Rough Riders from uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and he's pretty much in the first three episodes, so I guess he got attached to it afterwards, and now it's it's got a better budget from episode, what, four to 12, I think they did, or whatever. But, um, That's what happens when you get a name attached. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, but it was a, uh, it was really, it was very interesting. So it's very artistic. It's got a lot of, you know, sweeping shots and, and and just and you have to really pay attention at what's happening in order to get the rest of the plot because it's a mystery plot basically okay. is what it is. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, it's really neat. It's a western. Basically, yeah, as the um, name implies, yeah, as you might have guessed, and it's uh, <laughs> it's, it, but it's not like a normal western. I guess it kind of reminds me a little bit about Serenity of Serenity. You know where they they're all mostly dressed in western paraphernalia, but there's a lot of other things going on. It's not just in that time er- period. Is what I think it is. So it's it's quite interesting. I mean, I've I only saw the first three episodes, but it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You could uh, keep an eye on the Alpha Geek section of the website in the uh, next little bit. Uh, it, the con may or may not have been a good networking opportunity for me as yes. far as lining up the. Some good. Here. Yeah. <laughs> well, your Facebook friends list certainly expanded a little. A little bit. Nice. <laughs> I ain't saying. <laughs> Yeah, Facebook, it turns out, is actually useful for something. Yeah, I told uh-huh. you. It totally is. Uh-huh. Just it's not very... the weird things the rest of you use it for. What? I use it to keep in touch with my family. It's wonderful for that. And yeah. I have a large family. I just did our genealogy, so I have a large family. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. Don't knock it. Well, I just use it to stalk people. I mean, <laughs> arrange interviews with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had... Uh, I think I, I already told you guys I had one other very cool experience this week before we move uh, on yes. to the Speaking other Speaking of uh, interesting mm-hmm. people. Um, yes. Yeah, I got uh, through uh, a society that's actually associated, a nonprofit that's associated with my work. I actually got to have breakfast on Thursday morning and then lunch on Friday afternoon with the uh, lunar module commander of Apollo 14, Dr. Edgar Mitchell. Yeah. Who is now 80 years old, still all there. Um, and just a really fantastic storyteller and a great down to earth guy. And just, uh, he, he did his discussion and I mean, how many people get to live a life like this? You know, I, he, he grew up on a, uh, on a farm in New Mexico, uh, you know, basically riding horses and, uh, became a test pilot for the Navy thanks to the Korean war and the draft, um, you know, earned a master's from uh, Carnegie Mellon and a doctorate from MIT, second class ever in astronautics at MIT. Which they just um, created out of thin air. And then, yes, yes, exactly, because they were told, um, uh, we need someone to tell us what space is about. <laughs> and so... Uh, 
space, 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 space. So space, yes, space, he was the uh, he was the fifth man on the moon. He spent nine hours on the moon's surface, um, and uh, through a javelin, through a javelin on the surface of the moon. Very cool, and uh, just really a fantastic uh, way to spend some time, and uh, a wonderful individual. And uh, it makes you wish that you know we would. Get back to it. Do things like this. We need to do things like this because it is just so inspiring to meet these men. And, you know, I mean, he was one of the younger crowd mm-hmm. and he's 80. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's the challenge at this point. So it was it was an awesome, awesome event. Way to spend a few hours. Yes. Yeah. And I got him to sign his book for me. Nice. <laughs> I have his autograph. I'm like, yeah, I love you. Excellent. Very and you're like nice. three minutes into the conversation, he looks at you and goes, call me Edgar. <laughs> you're like, why yes, Dr. Mitchell. Yes, of course. <laughs> <Dr. Mitchell. laughs> or Captain Mitchell is the case maybe. Commander <laughs> Mitchell, I guess. Speaking of autographs, uh, that was the other major event uh, in this past week for me. The, if you look over at the fridge there, you can see that I took the, the photo and got it autographed by uh, Will Wheaton. Uh-huh. And uh, then God tried to take it away from me. Oh. When your, when your uh, iPad was destroyed, yes. Oh. Yeah. Really? That was also on top of the car and oh. ended up in the middle of traffic. Oh, no. I had a file folder on top of the iPad uh-huh. with the custom sketch from Daniel Corsetto, which I did not recover. Oh. And the luckily inside of a little plastic sleeve uh, autographed photo of Will Wheaton and me. And the, and the 4G hotspot. Um, Yes, the 4G hotspot, which also did not survive. Oh, Ooh, it's unclear. The battery definitely didn't survive. The unit might be fine. <laughs> oh. oh, these got placed on top of my car. I became distracted and then drove off. them. Drove. <laughs> so the iPad. Was it like pretty instant, though? Did you hear like no. a thump thump? I didn't notice no. it for over an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So he drove off. He comes back. And at this point, he's called me. And we are out, uh, Nemesis and I are out scouring the street in front of the house, looking for it, oh hoping that it fell off at relatively low speeds. Right. Um, it hung on for a good long time. It hung on, on for a while oh. and actually got out onto Kyrene oh. and was in the lane and had been run over lots oh. of times. Oh <laughs> and you found God. the picture? I can't That's believe the picture survived. The picture was in the middle of the road in the turn lane. And it looked, looked like the file folder had been run over and the battery from the 4G hotspot had been run over and destroyed. Mm-hmm. But the actual 4G hotspot was unsmushed. And there, I don't notice any tire tracks on the <laughs> photo. On Will There, were, there were definitely <laughs> tire tracks on the manila folder that it had been in. Oh, wow. And the, the sketch was, I don't know where. I've looked around there. Didn't, either someone picked it up or it just blew away. Oh, yeah. that's too Which bad. Surprised, it was on cardstock, so I wouldn't expect it to like, just kind of blow away. Right. Somebody's like, eh, some dude with Will Wheaton, don't need that. <laughs> oh, original <laughs> sketch, no, that, I'll that take was, that. That was still in the middle of the damn road. <laughs> so bits and pieces were recovered. I do need to go get a new battery for the 4G hotspot before I return it to the person I borrowed it from. Ooh. Oh, and make sure, make sure it works. Yeah, make sure the thing uh, actually yeah. works. Ouch. Um, wow. But yeah, that was uh, not a good day. No. Hello, that's uh, God, Colleen. Yeah. We have your <laughs> your sketch. <Ow. laughs> mm-hmm. If you want it back. <laughs> yeah. $15,000 in the mark bill. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Not Yow. my smartest moment ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now down one iPad. So, <laughs> for all of you people on on Twitter, said, "Oh, good. Now, excuse for an upgrade. So just uh, send your checks." Yeah, exactly. I know, right? <laughs> I always love that. It's like magical. Like I lost this thing. I must have the money to replace it. No. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't always work that way. Hmm. That's too bad. So, yes, it is definitely an opportunity to maybe get a Zoom instead or mm-hmm. get an iPad 2. You're free now, in a, though. In a year Eventually. or so when I have the money again. Yeah. <laughs> you need to, well, you bartered for that one. Right. To, that opportunity is not going to come you again. You just need to get some chickens and stuff, and maybe you can trade for it. That's ch- awesome. Yeah, a goat. Yeah. I know where you can get a goat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one, why the hell do you know that? And number two, who could I possibly trade it to? <laughs> my uncle breeds goats. Best Buy might have some sort of trade-in program for goats. <laughs> sure. It's a and and while we're, we're talking about it, how is the weather on your planet? Exactly. <laughs> L- let me check my iPad. <laughs> <sighs> Silence! He almost, made, he almost made me spit out water. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, just keep talking. I could ask for a better setup on that one. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. Good. That was good. <laughs> so, outside of your misery, <laughs> uh, we went and saw uh, with friends a X Men First Class last yes. night. Yes, yes, yes. And surprisingly, your reaction was spoiler alert. Super. Maybe. Well, Possibly. yeah, we'll try to Possibly. keep away from spoilers, but I mean, other than the fact it was really, really good. It was really, really <laughs> that's a spoiler. Really it's a surprising in the, in, spoiler. In the X Men franchise, that's a yeah. spoiler. Yeah, they um, they did a really good job at explaining things that happened in the comic books, even though it wasn't exactly the way they happened, but yeah. they did a good job of explaining the actual event. Right. Awesome. So yeah. there were. The reason for the event was explained really well and was very believable. I mean, it's pretty clear from the trailers and mm-hmm. the TV spots that they've built the a major part of the plot around the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yes. 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 And then they insert X-Men in to try and save the day. Right. Um, With as the, other as, mutants trying to not incite, save the day. In, right. Yeah, incite the situation. Um so you've got – they've obviously messed with timelines because we see Emma Frost in there. Yeah. Who has no freaking business being with the X-Men. And she was probably the weakest cast yes. casting in the entire movie. I didn't movie. like her at all. She was my, the only character I was like, oh, no. Yeah. But yeah. everyone else no. was like dead on. Yep. Do they have Nightcrawler? Because I saw no. – Who was doing the teleport? Asriel. Asriel was – I vaguely remember Asriel. Was one of Magneto's acolytes. Okay, now I remember. But in this timeline, he basically is not aligned with them, but he's in the movie. Okay. To act as their teleporting, sword-wielding... Dude. Mass Dude. murderer. Mass murderer, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, it's the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, yeah. after right. all. Well, no, there's, that's not in the movie. It's the, 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 source, it's the, the, it's the source material. Yeah. yeah, it's the beginnings. Nah, it's it sort of. Right. I mean, sort it's when of. he starts sort gathering of. people sort of. to him. But, but you, you guys are all restricted. You're like, trying I'm trying so hard not to do spoilers. Yeah. The, the main, the main storyline is following uh, Charles Xavier and Eric Lishner, uh, how their yeah. their relationship friendship. and friendship develops, and then how they pick their separate paths, and why, and why, and why. Yes. And you had compared it favorably to Batman Begins. I, I put it in that vein because the story, I mean, especially when I watched the previews, the previews were like, it's young mutants going out and fighting crime. And this is awesome. And it was very like 
billed as just a cheesy, poppy superhero movie. And when we watch it, it's actually very serious overtones through the whole thing. They really kept Much it more raw. at a very, yeah, a, like, kind of the way they Dare did. you say realistic level? Um, I mean, as realistic as having mutants. If you had mutants around, yes, it, it dealt with it in a realistic way. It's not that, overly fantastical right. outside of the fact of... People have these abilities. Right. And exactly. the rest of the world is the world. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the world is there, and they're going to react to it the way the rest of the world, not like um, you know some other superhero movies where somebody's so fantastical, and then everybody's reaction is equally fantastical, right. and you're like, eh, it's just not believable. Well, this is also set in the period of time in the Marvel Universe when mutants are supposed to be just beginning to emerge. Yes, correct. So there's no history, and this is basically them revealing themselves to the world. Not Correct. merely as mutants, but as superhero mutants. Right. We can do good, right? Right, yeah. Eric? Eric? Right, right. <laughs> Dude, we talked about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so a lot of it's actually a lot of the things that follows are, are real problems, you know, problems you would have if that was the case. And serious problems, not just like what color is my costume problems, yeah. you know? And it's got a it's got yeah. a cute little scene with Wolverine in there. Does this make my butt yeah. look fat? There's some, they had a cameo with Wolverine? There's sort of. cameos it's really in funny, there. Though. There's, it's like perfectly yeah. Was it the same actor? What's his name? Oh, yeah. 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 Hugh Jackman? Yeah. I didn't know Hugh Jackman yeah. was signed on for a cameo. Oh, and they Spoiler. had a cameo. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. uh, just a, a little. They had another cameo with another yeah. person that was they really, really well, good. I mean, and I'm not sure. I missed it. Right as we were walking out, I was looking at the credits. Brian Singer was involved somehow with the movie. Really? So they He's pay back. homage to some of the X-Men 1 and 2, basically. Okay. Or, yeah, I guess, because those were the two he was involved in. Right. So, yeah, they do have some of the actors from those movies cameoed in but when the it cameos makes sense. are good cameos they make sense in the movie now it's remember not just like some cheesy stan the man saying that he didn't have a cameo in this one right. um i forget, forget why the, the schedules didn't line up because he does have cameos in, in all of thor them. yeah, yeah. Uh, did it work yeah um, <laughs> he didn't he didn't have in this one and i mean and looking at irc and one of the things i would stress is that this is its own movie they did not oh, yeah. follow the comics and why they called the gal with the oh, insect wings angel oh. i'm not sure that because was she was an angel at all right <laughs> but you know i mean I, I i don't know that one was just a little odd i looked one. at her and said oh the wasp yeah, yeah or something cool. anything other at than first that. when they go up to her she's dancing in a nightclub i'm thinking dazzler right no or jubilee at least yeah jubilee at least but jubilee wasn't a nightclub dancer no. she was a teenage yeah skank anyway <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, never liked, never liked that character very much. <laughs> yeah. No, but she... So, yeah, that was odd. The only two weird things was that angel character, because she was a wasp. Uh, totally created for the from movie. Totally created. Yeah. And then the the casting of Emma Frost. I liked the casting of every single other person yeah. on there except Emma Frost. So the team looked like it was the Beast, mm-hmm. Banshee, yep. Yep. White Queen, yeah. Mm. Well, she's, well in the she's in the movie. She's not the X Men. <laughs> yeah, team, if you want yeah. the X Men team, yeah, Beast, Banshee, um, obviously Charles and Summers, not Scott. Uh, not Alex. Alex Summer uh, Havoc, Havoc is there, mm-hmm. and then uh, of course Magneto is initially right. on team. Mis- yeah, and Mystique. Yeah, and Mystique. I mean, it's no spoiler that he turns evil. No, because no, this, this is, is the whole story knows. of how he yeah. got there. Well, yeah, like, yeah, but I mean, they do they address it well. They don't show him as just being a raving madman. I mean, it's no, very the, the good villains are the ones that are, that are the heroes within, of their own story. Yeah. You understand why he got there. You uh, just feel sorry for him that he did. Right. Yeah, which is you a got really, dealt a crap deal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm. I'm 
now suddenly looking forward to actually yeah. seeing this. I, I did not have a lot of excitement just because of the, yep. the massive letdowns that were the third X-Men movie. Yes. You know, that one that never happened. Yeah. And Origins. Yeah, Wolverine wasn't so good. Yeah. No, the whole... And and realizing you had you had to tell, tell me that that was, that 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 was supposed to be Deadpool. Yeah, I know. Because it was yeah. so not freaking <laughs> Deadpool. So that just, just made me want to pee all over that one even more. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and oh, n- no, you didn't. Uh, yeah. This is probably the other biggest shocker is that Kevin Bacon was really good Kevin in the movie. Kevin Bacon was so <laughs> Really? He was... Really oh good. Oh my god! Yeah, I, if, I mean, isn't he supposed to be like freaking Sebastian Shaw? He's Sebastian Shaw, and he plays the, the, exactly how I yeah. would picture Sebastian Shaw acting. Do they give him mutton chops? He has the a chops, but bit. not They're the not big. Huge. He doesn't okay. have the big chops. He's, got He's just ones. got the little ones. Because that was kind of you know was Shaw just, was yeah. always always yeah, rocking always the, rocking chops. the chops. big mutton chops. I know. Yeah, when I first saw him, I was like, "What is he doing in this movie?" And then throughout the movie, I was like, "Oh, he's really good in this movie." Oh, I'm Kevin so Bacon. surprised. He's really good in this movie. <laughs> he I mean, is. Tremors aside, uh-huh. Kevin Bacon can, in fact, act. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, no, for sure. It's just Kevin been a Bacon long time since I've seen him act. Yeah. Is the thing. He's been too busy being six degrees of himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And making commercials about himself. <laughs> Which were freaking hilarious. Which were great. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's be Kevin Bacon. Let me turn into Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. That was all over CES like a rash because they were really pushing the Logitech uh, yeah. device there. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, okay, enough Kevin Bacon already. Yeah. So it was really good. I highly recommend it. Yeah. I was very surprised. It's a great yeah, movie. Very good movie. And I love I'm, I'm one for story and I love story. So speaking of story, <laughs> I finished Ellie Noir. Oh, yeah. And ah. uh, I'm kind of disappointed at the ending of the story. Oh. I expected happier, mm. I'll say. Well, because he hasn't finished it yet. Hold that thought. Yeah. Because we're going to go to our break here. Oh, okay. On the bombshell of, you know, X Men First Class. Not sucking. sucking. Yes, Not you sucking. heard it here, 57th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It doesn't are, suck. It does not it suck, suck, my God. It's full of stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Arch Nemesis puts her two bits in. And you are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Coming up here, we got a little music from a little game you may have played recently. We'll be back right after this. Hello, this is John Scalzi, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. Well, here we are again. It's always such a pleasure. Remember when you tried to kill me twice? Oh, how we laughed and laughed. Except I wasn't laughing. Under the circumstances, I've been shockingly nice.
Did you think I meant you? That would be funny if it weren't so sad. Well, you have been replaced. I don't need anyone now. When I delete you, maybe I'll stop feeling so bad. Go make some new disasters. That's what I'm counting on. You're someone else. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. Hello, I'm Oxhale. And I'm Nomewise. Would you like to be a correspondent for VTWproductions.com? Well, if you do... Send an email to vtwsubs at gmail.com. That's vtwsubs at gmail.com. You have 937 messages, all of which are marked urgent. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio with the wrong bumper at the top of the segment. We're going to ignore fail. all those messages for exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> So, before we went to our lovely GLaDOS singing break, you were talking about your experiences oh. with L.A. Noir. Yes, with L.A. Noir. So, I finally finished it, which is awesome. Um, I don't want to have too many spoilers because someone has not finished it. Yeah, I just got to disc three today. Yeah, and it's... See, multi-disc games, what a concept. It's I been know, so long. It's so oh, I know. It's so funny. I had somebody who owns a PlayStation 3 actually try to talk smack to me about it because theirs is on a Blu-ray, and so, of course, it's on one disc. Right. And it was just like, really? Really? You're going to try to talk smack to me right now as a PlayStation 3 owner? How's your account information? And then that kind of uh, ended that conversation. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's not even going to work in our house. How is that PlayStation Network yeah. doing? Oh, still down? Oh, oh darn. Oh. One of the funnier things I saw come out of that, the, that debacle was... Their, their program, the advertising program for the PS3 has been, it only does everything. Right. And there was an error code, which is A80 number, 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 which was the standard error code that would come up because the PlayStation Network was down. So sure. the guys over at Petty Arcade made a t-shirt that says, PlayStation, it only does, and then just does the error code. <laughs> <laughs> so it does A830. <laughs> nice. Oh, file that under S for That's sick burn. Shirt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so no, it's it was really great and it captured my attention and I got really good at the driving after a while, which is the hardest part in my opinion. 
Um, cause dang, yeah. you're all over the place and you have to chase these people and you're like oh, driving over your vital, victim again. It's vital to the story. Okay. Yeah. That was this one. Yeah. <laughs> what? Driving over your victim. Oh yeah. That, that <laughs> happened once at my first crime sign. It only really, happened once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all but, went back. No, but, um, so no, but Hold I would, my beer. I want to try something. Mine was crashing into everything. I would go like a block and then try to turn and smack into the building next to it or so, so just like reality yeah. <laughs> oh please i drive way better than that in reality but uh-huh. it was it was horrible but no so i got through the driving you get through all the squads and then you end up on um on a different squad <laughs> so you're like it's it's a lot of up and ups and downs for this poor guy he's like this huge hero and then not this huge hero and now story-wise are you on rails or does it Go to different places based on how no, well you do. I think it pretty much takes you. I think you're on rails. I think it takes you through the th- whole thing, no matter what. It just depends on how good you do, really. Yeah, I mean, they have. Uh, it's like any Rockstar game. You can. You're basically are working always a case, and you're going to follow that case through its progression. But if you want to go off and try to find landmarks or hidden vehicles or just deal with street crimes, you can go do that, which is just more of the kind of mini game aspects to it. Yeah. But it's definitely a very structured it is. game to I, go through. And I think the story is the same for everybody. And I just, I, I want a happy ending. I want everything to be puppies and, you know. Well, uh, happy ending. Happy ending. Puppies yeah, and exactly. sunflowers. You get cod. <laughs> <laughs> you get egg roll. <laughs> you get egg roll. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh, Finally, one. now my wife picks up on the innuendo. Uh, you know, we, we've no. we've gone through money shots to yes. get to this one, wow. and now she gets it. <laughs> but yeah, so it was. You know, I want puppies and flowers and sunshine, and, and the, it I mean, wasn't so much. Well, I mean, you consider the name L.A. Noir, yeah, right, and the, the noir films that that's based on. They were uniformly dark and evil. Yeah, and they don't end well. All about the uh, the dark underbelly of of humanity. So, and it is, but there was always that shining night, you know. And unfortunately, it, I guess being a shining night doesn't always pay. Not in <laughs> and the then it wasn't so. Film. Then he wasn't so shiny. There was some tarnishing on his armor. Dark underbelly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which I get it, but you know, eh, whatever. Um, but it was okay. It was okay. I was more. Th- I was more thrilled with like the Bioshock endings. I liked those a lot more. Would you kindly? Would, yeah. Would you kindly? Yeah, that wasn't grim at all. Though the actual ending was okay, good. The yeah. final. If yes. you did it the nice way. <laughs> if you did it the nice way. Yeah, Bioshock saving has multiple I, uh, endings. Oh, saving the yes. You can end yes, it with a very dark ending. If you did it the nice way, yes, I like the ending better. I think it was a nicer, happier story ending. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, we have um, an arch nemesis who's now standing. learning to pull herself up and attempt to get to your beverage. Nice. She, she pulled herself up by, I'm sure, the um, pole. The pole. Right. The and now has grabbed onto the top of the table and can't let herself back yep, down. She's like, where do I go from here? I get because water. That's what I really, do. It's, it's really too far. And she wants the bottle of water. So she's really stretching. Yeah, we're getting to the really, the chases is, mm. is, on. is on. Almost, yeah. yeah. She's really close. So, um, so these shows could so. get more um, Quiet. interesting, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the near future. If you, if you listened to us you, in the early this. days of the show, we're kind of going back to that place. <laughs> yeah. So just let me say a preemptive, 
I'm very sorry. Yeah. And thank you for bearing with us during these trying times. Trying, exactly. And specifically, she's trying to soak your keyboard Dexa with a bottle of water. It's got a top on it. I know, but it's all good. doesn't mean she's not trying. Say, I will figure this out. I will, mm-hmm. I will disable that keyboard by hook or by crook. Doesn't matter yeah. that I'm encouraging. You are kind of sort of encouraging her. <laughs> right. I am kind of sort of wondering why. Uh-oh. Okay, Boba Fetish, you are in trouble for that comment. Dare I ask? He was wondering, he says, Arch Nemesis is on the pole already. Okay, then. (laughs) Ah, Boba Fetish. Yeah. This is your official notification. (laughs) It's on. (laughs) You're now on the list. You're on the list. Okay. Do not make me come over there. I was going to look something up, but now I don't know what it was. But anyway. You've been distracted by pole dancing. Pole dancing babies. Yes, apparently. Not touching that one. And Boba Fetish says, wasn't it Gnome's job to prevent that? Mm. Mm. That is uh. one of the better comedy routines of, of one of the actors. Yes. My whole job is to keep that girl off, off the, the pole. pole. <laughs> exactly. As a dad. Chris Rock. As a dad, Chris yep. Rock. Yep. <laughs> that, that is, is my, my job. whole job. <laughs> For sure. Yes, uh. indeed. So, oh, my So, yeah, good, good game. Definitely. Yeah. We had that. Um, they released on Xbox, or I think they released across all platforms. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Daggerdale as a arcade oh. game download, based somewhat on the uh, fourth edition rules. Uh, but it's an, it's an action role playing. I guess is what I would call it. It's really more like action. It's like Diablo ish. Diablo esque. Uh, yeah, you pick one of four character classes. You run around. Uh, it has multiplayer, and you can you know kill goblins, and eventually you're. You're freeing. I, it re- all, it's all about the loot, basically. You're about leveling up your character and getting loot. So it's for an arcade game. I think it's like twelve or fifteen bucks. It was definitely worth it. It's a pretty fast playthrough, um, but good multiplayer. Some issues with like freezing, which we ran into yesterday when I was uh, playing locally with a friend. We uh, were going through. We're like, oh, this is actually really fun playing with two players. This is great. And hmm, now we're stuck on the character select screen and uh-huh. we can't get out of here. This kind of sucks. So. Oops. That looks good. Downloaded the demo for Dungeon Siege 3, which is also in the same vein, except a much more polished-looking game. And the demo is actually quite good. I'd highly recommend folks that have an interest in uh, a Diablo-esque type uh, crawl to Dungeon that Siege. Out. Isn't that a Microsoft property that they tried to make into a movie? Yeah, they did make into a movie. I know. <laughs> if you have the means. But nobody I... knows that. Jason Zatham knows it. <laughs> <laughs> and so does his bank account. Exactly. <laughs> if you have the means, I highly recommend picking, picking one, one up. up he it says. is so choice. Yeah, so choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now it's a, the demo is actually pretty beefy, too. It was a long playthrough of this demo. Um, so it's worth. Uh, the way God intended. Yeah. It was good. I was really impressed. It was like, we keep going. We, we keep going. Wow. <laughs> so. And then after that, Good you kept stuff. going a little more. And then we were yeah. going, and then we were going, and then we were going, mm-hmm. and we are going some more. Yeah. What? Definitely. Oh, I, we forgot to put out uh, for the email shout-out and Skype-in segment oh, what people yeah. are supposed to be thinking about. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Um, and we've got kind of the, the double whammy of uh, if you have seen X-Men First Class, uh, your reactions, please keep it as spoiler-free as possible. Yep. Um, I think Barry may have a thing or two to say about that. Based on his <laughs> comments in the Black Void. 
And convention experiences, if you have a very memorable convention experience, like we just got a whole bevy of them from our recent experience at Phoenix Comic Con, mm-hmm. uh, share them with the rest of the class. So in our fourth segment, uh, VTW Shows is the Skype identity you should be looking for. It is online and accepting uh, supplicants. And look forward to that in the last segment. Supplicants, supplicants. huh? That's right. You must abase yourself before us because that sounded good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Here, abase yourself now. <laughs> yes, you won. Oh. <laughs> she remembered she was on camera before she made that gesture. Hug yeah. <laughs> and got it off camera. Yep. That's not the Boy Scout salute. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. And something is driving the dog absolutely insane. But I digress. So that was uh, your... Demo of, again? Demo Dungeon Siege 3, which is actually made by the folks that, uh, Obsidian Entertainment, they did the last Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2 game. Is it the same team that did the original no, Dungeon Siege? No, this is a it different has, team. It has so it's actually, Chan, I, I've seen grumbling from folks that were big Dungeon Siege fans that they're not happy with the direction it's going, which is much more action-oriented uh, role-playing. But as somebody who's been dying for a an ARPG, a, a, that type of game, this really fits the bill Bring well. It. And it comes out the 21st, I believe, is what we saw. And one of the characters on there, the um, Fire Elemental Girl. Yeah, there's this Archon. Amazing. Her, the, the way she's... The graphics and everything oh, look really good. She's so good. Very it, clean. It makes sense that in this void where people know Diablo 3 is coming, yeah. but Blizzard has taken their normal... Sweet Precisely whenever the hell yeah. we feel like it. Right. That someone who's able to put out a passable dungeon crawler can make banks saying, here, yeah. this will hold you over. Yeah. It's kind of like the Torchlight effect. And, and it's likely that Torchlight 2 will ship before Diablo 3 does sure. at the rate they're going and actually have multiplayer this time. So yeah. savvy business people saying, okay, yeah, the, the, the 800-pound gorilla will one day be Diablo 3. But until they ship... We, we, get, can, we, we can we can own take some stuff yeah exactly you can take our own and people will pay us for our moderately good one and then when the god killer comes we'll just sit back and not release yeah. anything ne- nemesis come here it's yeah. actually really 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 good if i cool. see you slide down that banister one more time and then you heard the parenting. mom voice yeah. the mom voice on the yes. air. parenting on air um, Beware the mom voice it will smite you so the other thing of course going on though is e3 so we've got a lot of Wow. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting good at that. Rar. <laughs> but there's a lot that's come out from various uh, companies doing uh, talks and, and you know showing off games there, obviously. Now, uh, E3, for those of you great unwashed who may not know, is the Elect- Electronic Entertainment Exposition in its newly reformed, reformatted form. Right. Uh, it went through an era where it kind of turned into this carnival right where it used to be a true business exposition where the deals would be made and you'd go into the temporary offices and you would cut the deal to distribute to license to whatever and it turned into this loud everyone trying to one-up the huge booth next to them pretty lights booth babes from hell and nobody was getting any work done, and all it was was louder and louder and louder and louder, and trying to make noise and you know, do your announce- doing any actual business or announcement became next to impossible, and it basically imploded in upon itself and went away right. for a while. 
And this is their first, or not first, the, their continuing along the line of trying to be taken more seriously. Mm-hmm. So actually getting into E3 anymore is not easy. No, it's tougher. You've got to be a major media outlet. We know this because Natural 20 tried to get in. Yeah, and they said, nope. And even with our very respectable uh, body of work yes. and website numbers, like, no, you're not major enough. And yes, we can tell by looking at you that you're not just a bunch of kids, but you're not grown up enough. So run along. Switch <laughs> T said. I'll show you grown up. He showed up. Uh, he showed him how grown up. He yeah. Was. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Maybe with one of my Boy Scout salutes. <laughs> perhaps. Yes, he was not pleased. However, shown the door. So one of the things they did show there, though, which is slowly becoming more and more my possible exit strategy for WoW. Is the old but, ro- but never anything like an addiction, right? No, no, nothing like that. Um, is His the rehab o- for WoW. <laughs> is uh, the Old Republic. How close are we? Uh, we're probably still not until, I would think, 2012. Um, maybe first quarter. But the world's going to end. I know. Well, This will be the inciting event. This could be They'll it. They'll all get parked the in Mayans. Of- <laughs> they foresaw the coming of LucasArts. Yeah. <laughs> It looks really good. Like, they have done a really interesting job, especially with the classes, which at first I looked at and said, wow, that looks pretty limited. And now they've gone through, and every time they unveil these advanced classes, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to play that. That looks cool. And then it's like, oh, yeah, no, no, I want to play that. That looks cool, yeah. (laughs) So they've really captured that. They started showing now, or they've discussed their plans for mounts, which are going to be all vehicle-based to start with, but they've hinted that they're going to add things like Banthas and... Tauntauns and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Exactly. So, really done. Uh, it just looks really good. I mean, it, all encompassing. They're putting space battles. They really are trying hard as possible to make it. They have the Star Wars universe. They they have massive inertia to overcome in me in the form of Star Wars Galaxies and, oh. and the incredible letdown that that franchise oh, yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. So if they can you know, get me on board, that they have they have done something. They have done. <laughs> we have made our mark. <laughs> no wise has signed up. That's it. We're done. We're done. Turn off the servers. We're good. <laughs> it is in fact all about me. Oh yeah. That's right. Oh yeah. So you know who else is going to be at E three? Besides everyone except us. Old friends of ours. Old pretty friends of ours from oh, yeah. Game Crush. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those jokers can get in there. <laughs> but we're not serious enough they're to be. They're probably in a booth. They yeah. probably paid, they paid to get no, they're there. They're presenting. I'm yeah. sure if we paid, we could get there too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, that'd be one hell of a fundraiser. I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> exactly. Okay, all you guys have to donate $300 each. <laughs> <laughs> No, not going to happen. That was one of the interesting... The Kickstarter.com <laughs> is this interesting critter where if you have a project like that, you mm-hmm. can get funding, startup investing going. I was watching the guys over at Blind Ferret Studios mm-hmm. who were jerked around by one of the Canadian animation houses to... They were wanting to take their least I could do uh, comic strip and turn it into animated series. And the studio up there basically had two very similar propositions mm-hmm took the, the series Bibles for each of them and gave them to the other guys, mm. which apparently is commonplace 
in that industry, and then they went with the other the other property, which then started to take on really similar aspects to least I could do. Aww. Yeah, it's it's a long and sordid tale. So once the contract had expired, they went to Kickstarter and said, "Okay, fan base of the comic strip, can you help us get our money together to do a pilot, which we can then shop around to networks?" And in the space of like four days, had met their goal of seventy five thousand dollars. Oh my god! And they had set themselves a month long period during which to raise, so they're up to like ninety eight thousand dollars now because people just keep giving. Mm-hmm. So. If you have something that people love, uh, there are, the internet is bringing you wonderful mm-hmm. new ways to get funded. Yeah. I mean, we've used chipin.com several times to do these small right. fundraisers, sure. and it's worked beautifully because we have an amazingly generous fan base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so because yeah. of that, we, we were able to get uh, the new mixing desk that we used to bring you some more of the panels live. Yes. Um, and the security cables that we were using to tie down our equipment so that it didn't walk off and we were able to actually leave them unattended and not have to guard them 24-7, 365. Mm-hmm. For which we thank you all very much for your generosity. Yeah, that was really nice because was- I actually got an hour to go in, out on the floor and I wasn't apprehensive about leaving our computer and our equipment there. So it was really yeah, it was nice helpful. To have it actually yeah. tied down where you know, someone would have to be really obvious about what they were doing, ripping it off of the uh, base that it was tied right. to. So it, it worked very well. Yes, for sure. Ah, <sighs> but I dig. I digress. That was good, though. Yeah, yeah. it's a fun time. Um, it brings us handily, though. If I, if one I thing had... I do want to say about Kickstarter, though. Oh yes, what about Kickstarter? If you don't make your goal, they kick all the funds back. Right. So they don't actually pull the funds unless you make your goal. Right. You don't. You set, so you, you set set, a date. set your goal to be sure that you're going to accomplish what you need. It's a. It is a great system. It's a. It's a pledging system. Right. Where people say, if enough people pledge to meet the goal you have set at minimum of the goal you can you can obviously you can set it to allow you to overshoot right. but if you meet the minimum only then does the money leave people's accounts mm. so you don't give money and then people say well we didn't get enough money to to meet our goal but we'll take the $30,000 that people did donate and i don't know pocket it right yeah. it says no only if what we said is going to happen has a possibility of happening will we then actually, actually accept yeah, cool. donations mm. So yeah, it's, it's, Kickstarter is one of those interesting uses of the internet that's crowdsourcing all kinds of fun stuff. Um, it makes me kind of happy to be operating in the internet age like we are because we can do yeah. stuff like that yeah. on a massively sliding scale from the 150 bucks we got donated in a really quick and dirty, yeah. you know, less than a week before God, oh God, put the chip in widget up and say and mention on the show, can you please you know, send us a couple of bucks? And we got enough for a very nice additional mixing desk and the security cables to... Guys wanting to produce a network television animated pilot yeah. and in three days have raised 75 grand. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> but it's from interested yeah. parties who love the content right. and want right. to see it turn into an animated right. series. And you, you can find your audience to, with that kind of laser precision. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love that. And I think that's one of, the, one of the best things the internet has brought to us is letting us all find our little niches and hang out with that little section yeah. of the crowd and go after and pursue the things that you and the people in that crowd love. Right. It's like, this is why mm-hmm. I'm able to do internet radio and have so much fun doing it because we found our little corner of the world and we're living in it. Yes. Come join <laughs> us. Living the dream. Come, Come join us in our little corner of the <laughs> join world. Us. <laughs> join us. Join us. It only hurts for a moment. <laughs> Doesn't hurt. Oh, you've already forgotten. We, we, we blanked that part out. Uh, after. It's Once, all kisses and sunshine. 
And kittens. <laughs> and kittens. kittens. All right. That brings us neatly up to yet another uh, break that I'm not prepared for. Oh, so Will Wheaton just tweeted something really cool. Cool. Hit it. It says, it's not a mulligan. It's spending an action point. Spending an action. He's golfing, isn't he? Probably. Yeah. Or his D&D character is golfing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally possible. Which is possible. So... But yes, I thought that would give you time. You're not supposed to comment when I'm trying to give you time. You're not supposed to say n- neat and fun things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Golfing on the moon with Alan Shepard. There you go. That was that trip when he threw the javelin. That, yeah, Alan that was Shepard that was trip. Golfing. Yep, Alan Shepard went golfing on the same trip. Because yep. <laughs> I can. All right, you are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. Our RSS feeds are created and maintained by JitBit RSS Feed Creator. Check them out on the web at jitbit.com. That's J-I-T-B-I-T. They have all manner of widgets for all manner of purposes. We'll be back right after a little bit of Jonathan Colton. Uh, This one is called I'm Your Moon. Yes, a man wrote a song about Pluto, that ex-planet. We'll be back after this. This is Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink handy. They invented a reason, and that's why it stings. They don't think you matter because you don't have pretty rings. Like we're fine I will always be right 
I'm Octail. I am Gnomewise. And you are listening to VTWProductions.com. Versus the World Radio. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. I love how Arch Nemesis sits completely silently through the music break. <laughs> And yeah. then knows, <laughs> she funny. has a gland in the back of her that knows when the microphone is keyed. And then yeah. now it's time to make noise and grab at things and be baby-like. Grab and squeeze work. the microphone and go, what is this what foam? What is this foamy thing here? That's called a pop shield, little girl. And we'll teach you that one later. And uh, no, that doesn't mean pop it. <laughs> She's whacking it. You said it. it's a pop shield. <sighs> it's not a superhuman pop shield. <laughs> but I digress. Okay. So programmatic announcements. Again, if you yes. were not tuned in live, you missed the premiere of the new show on Versus the World Radio, Show X. Show X. If you go to the forums... For Extreme. And you should. They are soliciting ideas for a name for the show. Mm-hmm. Show X is a placeholder. It's a temp. Insert yep. name here. Insert name here. But uh, get on the forums and participate in there. It is a wonderful forum community that if you are not participating in, you should be. There are all manner of fun and interesting things to do and discuss there. Do it now. Actually, no. Do it after the show. Yeah. So get in there and suggest a name. And you may be lols famous on the internets for naming the new show on Versus the World Radio. Booyah, Grandma. Booyah. And it's with Todd and, I don't know, Goex's real name. I've forgotten. What is by the way? Sh- by the way, show hex does sound like go hex. It's Ken, so, isn't show, it? Yes, Ken. There you go. Yes. Yes. Todd and Ken are Todd running Ken. show X. Yes. That's yes. right, because they're not using. They're not lo- using uh, handles. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, Octel and GoHex don't have shows anymore, so we got we recruited these two new two new guys. Oh, okay. Ken right. and Todd. Ken and Todd. They sound amazingly familiar. Yes. They do uh, <laughs> imitations. Oh, okay, that's of, good. Of other show hosts yes. very well for a living. Yes. Um, the, the the shape of the head on the one guy in the video wall was kind of weird. Yeah, but I'm not just not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he doesn't have his beautiful hair anymore. He had this great hair. He did at one time. <laughs> Those days are gone. My uh, my daughter has learned how to imitate things, so you stick her tongue out at Arch Nemesis, and and she sticks her tongue back at you. Mm. So, Teddy Lupin would like us to name it the Nemesis and Arch Nemesis show. I don't think that actually works for Show X, but... No. Yeah, no, no. You, you need to wait a few Nemesis. more years before yeah. they have their own show. What's the plural of apocalypse? I don't know. I, <laughs> Apocali? <laughs> so we name the show Apocali? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end is oh. nigh, exactly. Uh, that's true. Oh, my goodness. All right, so top half of this section, let's do emails and shout-outs, and then we'll cruise okay. right into Skypey goodness. What do you got? Or oh. does anyone got anything? Oh. I haven't even pulled it up yet. <sighs> Sorry about I that. I have shout-outs to those who came to the dance party. Oh, yes. Hit it. Um, including uh, Boba Fetish <laughs> and a very loud baby. Uh, Boba Fetish, uh, Raven Sky, Teddy Lupin, White Tempest, who is here every week, um, Diane, Came to the show this week, and um, Agrius SW is here. And then um, having Darahas had to leave, and Greyvale had to leave um, a little bit early, so we missed a couple of the a couple of the primary attendees. But thank you so much, guys, for coming to the dance party. I always enjoy the Grey Void, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Yay. So. Yes, and uh, 
So Gnome has come over to, uh, you might want to get that out of her mouth. <laughs> get that. <laughs> She's taken a piece of equipment off of the uh, off of the microphone stand and stuck it in her mouth. Nice. nice. Not exactly a nom, nice nom, choice. Nom, nom, nom. nom. <laughs> You're just dropping her in the way. I think she hit the keyboard, actually. She did, actually. <laughs> She's pretty good. She was like, hey, keys. Dropping her um, in camera range. Now uh, she'll come in. Yes, we have one. a shout out for our friends, Mike and Jen, who just had their big baby. Oh, yeah, week. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake up. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm trying to like, who are these people? Who are these people? <laughs> yeah. Uh, ba- I had a, a baby girl. Baby girl. Yeah. Really Friday. big baby girl. So, yep. yeah, she's going to be, her parents are really tall. So she's going to be a really big girl. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So congratulations, guys. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Yes. Awesome sauce. Congratulations, right. yes. indeed. Email here from Sean Caster. Uh, oh, was gee, what a surprise. sent a while, uh, a couple weeks ago, so we got a little bit of backlog, so I'm trying to go, go oldest first here. Cool. What's your opinion on Witcher 2? Also, do you guys think about Blizzard making all Cata raids, or what do you think about Blizzard making all Cata raids easier so all the scrub guilds, I wonder what position you're taking on this, can, can kill the bosses and progress onto the Firelands quicker. Shout out to my guild, Knights of the Round, on Uldaman US, and can I get a fantastic from Grail? I haven't heard that fantastic for a while, and I miss it. Later, guys, Sean Caster. I have not played Witcher 2. I've heard it's good though i mean i've read good reviews on it but i don't know of anybody that has actually played it themselves mm-hmm. um kata yeah they announced basically they're going to nerf all of the current raid content as soon as fireland launches i'm i don't care to me that's the life cycle of an mmo yeah i mean in the there's there's a part of me especially now that we've got back into raiding and we're doing this and you're 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 kind of you know agonizing your way through it. That of course there's always that like oh man how can you give that to somebody easier? But at the same time, it's not going to affect my progression. It's not going to affect my playstyle at all. By the time it comes out, I'll be ready to go to Fireland. So if other people are getting there faster, then they get there faster. If they don't, they don't. I mean you know you can't. No matter how much you nerf something, you can't fix not standing in fire. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. Last night I set foot in uh, Bastion of Twilight for the first time, and we go to Halthus Wormbreaker and yeah. realize that this week we've drawn the absolute worst combination. There, there can be some rough combos. This there, was yeah. the rough combo, but I'm the latecomer to, to the rating thing, so there's like all guildies, me, and one pug Shadow Priest. Mm. And all the people caster-wise, are all set up, set for weapons. So we get the epic staff, caster staff, that drops. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's just me and the pugger rolling for it. Ah. Nice. I rolled a one. No! Yeah, oh! You always do that, though. Yep. It's like your job to roll one. I rolled a one. And then I rolled a one. And it's like, congratulations on your new staff. Oh, man. <laughs> and then we threw ourselves against... Wormbreaker and uh, just failed utterly because it was just mm. it was the evilest, most evil combination of the of the Drakes. And it's like uh, we're all too tired for this. We're gonna and break. Yeah, yeah. No, we we had a lot of clearing done. I've seen the traps couple weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and it's you know I can go back and forth on that one, but realistically, in the end, how is it going to affect your play? That would be my question yeah. to anybody that really complains about it. <laughs> oh, man. Other people are seeing content I've seen. Exactly. <laughs> and how does that affect your play? How does that make your game client behave differently? Yep. Other people are seeing content I've seen, and it's easier for them. And 
You saw it first. They yeah. got loot, and now you're not special because your loot is not as special. You are not a unique and special yeah, snowflake. Unfortunately. So I have an email. Hit it. Uh, it's called Phoenix CC Coverage. So I just want to give a major shout-out to the whole VTW crew that was involved with the coverage at Phoenix Comic-Con. The panels were amazing. It was nice hearing Noam get questions in from time to time. Well, because actually noticed me. Can't wait for future coverage of cons. That from Captain Nub, most likely retired, 85 Rogue, DK Alliance, Nessingwary, U.S. Now well, Listen that, to the Eureka panel for my, uh, my one question. <laughs> your one question? All right. Now, that was primarily Doxa, Grail, Gnome, and Gwen. They spent, a, they spent a lot of time at the con. I did. Let's keep real life moving in the background for the most part. Saturday Which was really my only important. day. Finally important part of con coverage. But we got, uh, that was, all the work was primarily to them. So that's the VTW crew shout out. It Amen, was fun. guys. It was, was fun. Awesome. I had a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. So yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, I've got one here. Uh, my favorite moments at Phoenix Comic Con was meeting some of the CH crew and going to the story time with Will. And that's from Teddy Lupin of Carpet Sharks. P.S. Noam, you need to give Iolite some biscuits. Aha! He has revealed himself. Aha! Uh-huh. This is who gave us the cards. Teddy Lupin. Shout yes. out to Teddy Lupin for, for the massive awesome. st- stack of cards, including a bunch of Papa Hummel's pet biscuits. Yes. Which will be finding their way into your Well, hands. he was at the dance party. Uh, Teddy needed to leave, but he was at the dance party today, and he basically said, oh, no, he's still here. And and he essentially said, why isn't your grunty giant grunty? And I said, I don't have any pet biscuits. And he said, oh, smack in- gnome and tell him he needs to share. We need... <laughs> That's what he I said. Start, I'm just I just want to start on. using these free things that people give us. We have to decide what we're going to do with yes. them. We want to give them we away. Arch Nemesis is doing chin-ups on your bar. <laughs> I noticed that, but she's being nice. On your microphone stand. All right, so yes, she's definitely doing little baby chin-ups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that one hurts. You can do it. All right, so oh. commence your. Oh, I need to make one small adjustment to Sam Broadcaster to allow us to do Skype calls. So begin your Yay. Skype calling on the questions of memorable convention experiences and your reactions, positive or negative, to X Men First Class. Please keep them spoiler free. Back in just one second. All right, and lo, we return, and we have a caller. Welcome to Casual Hardcore. Who is this? Um, it's only the most aggravated person in the IRC. Uh, this is Barry. Hi, Barry. Hi, Barry. How did I know that you'd be first in line <laughs> and why you, you understood that you were the reason why I added X-Men First Class <laughs> to today's call-in topic? Because I think Barry and possibly Reginald have a thing or two to say about reactions as a comic book fan <laughs> yes. of the X-Men to X-Men First Class. I'm not just a comic book fan. I have been reading X-Men comics for more than a decade. I've read every backstory back to the beginning. I've, I know everything about the comic book canon of X-Men and those movies, all four of them now, no, or five, I guess, counting the Wolverine thing, all make me angry. <laughs> they are. They so, all made you angry, huh? Oh, they. I don't understand how they can make it okay to take canon and just put it in a blender and pull it out and make a movie out of it. Will it, it blend? <laughs> that is the question. Oh, it's just. It's so frustrating for me. I. I. I went and saw X Men First Class on a Friday. I went to the cheapest possible show I could get into. Uh, the Twilight shows are only four fifty at my local theater. 
because I did not want to spend one dime more than I had to to see this movie. And the only thing I could think of the whole time I was watching it was this would be better if it was the actual X-Men lineup that are supposed to be in this story. This is stupid. I hate it. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. And there. Don't hold back. Welcome to I, Casually Hardcore Therapy. Uh, we've got a caller in line who's a little upset. Mm-hmm. I just... So, uh, I don't understand. what what What's the point? Why do they feel the need to do such just ridiculous things? And it, It's like if they decided to make another Star Wars movie with, you know... Anakin Skywalker, teenage Anakin Skywalker, and Darth Maul and uh, Boba Fett team up against Han Solo. What? That doesn't make any sense. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, Dude, I like that. We need to write that screenplay. I bet you we could get him to sign off on it. Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, it, that movie made me want to. Uh, almost gave me a brain aneurysm. <laughs> wow. So you got to let it go, there, Indiana. Well, <laughs> Indiana. Let it go. Let it go. You should actually go listen to some of the uh, panels from Comic-Con, if you missed them, where they talk about where some of these decisions come from, the necessity for some of them and the stupidity behind them, and you get a, a realization of why stuff just is psychotically incapable of making it from the page to the screen unaltered. Um, not saying it's right or good, but it's a matter of is it still a good and fun story if and I know you're not capable of this, if you can turn off the part of your brain that remembers the X-Men First Class comics and just take this as a self-contained story set in a similar universe. Mm-hmm. You well, have a lot more fun at the movies. It's if, the if giant reset button on Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. They just the did. jolly candy-like button we must press at the end of every episode and movie. No, no, no. I mean the one that they did for the new... The new series oh, yeah. of Star Trek, yeah. where it's the alternate universe, where they, they pause their, in the I middle mean, of the movie and have and a whole scene it. of explaining it, and then the movie continues. Like, yeah. stop! Yes. We're going to tell you why this is not the original series, right? And continue with the film. Well, I mean, DC is also in August relaunching all their titles, and they're doing a much better job supporting them on e-readers as well. Right. At the same time, go DC. So, I mean, just look at it. This is like a relaunch of X Men. This is not the first time this has happened. I mean, do you remember Crisis on Infinite Earths? Oh, of course. Massive reset of the entire attempt. And, and, and why they even bother, I don't... It must sell a heinous number of books because from a standpoint of why the hell they bothered doing these massive resets when within a year they've gone off in 50 other directions and these other Earth X's and things have emerged from the alternate universe backgrounds and they're right back the hell where they started from. So I'm, I can only assume it makes a tremendous business sense because from a storytelling sense, it's a complete waste of time. Uh, but they keep doing it. Well, and I'm a huge comic book fan. I love my X-Men comics. But you know what? Sometimes in those X-Men comic books, there's some characters in there that I could do without. You really think so? Yeah, I think so. Some of those have got Who, who, who are you <coughs> Jubilee thinking of? Yeah, well, yeah. She was a waste of time in my opinion. I didn't really care for her that much. When... Um, Emma Frost took over the next generation and she was t- doing the teaching at the, you know, professor's house. Mm-hmm. Some of those characters were like, what? You know, you just, I mean, you don't agree with all of them. And what I was trying to put out with this movie without spoiling too much is that the major decisions of why people have done things and why things have been done in the comic book li- um, life are there. They are just different than what we expected them to be, but the or reasons for them, them yes, but the reasons for them are still true to the actual event. <laughs> if you can 
kind of go around my words there, but yeah, the, the, the reason behind the event is still true to the event. It's just not the same as what we see in the comic books. I mean, God, my favorite character, Rogue, in mm-hmm. the other movies was butchered Horrible. and made this whiny little girl, right. which he's not. Right. So, you know, right. I mean, got to separate. I can't touch anyone. Yeah. Well, she's always like, been the I can't touch anyone, but she's never. Well, that was the nature of her power, yeah. but she wasn't totally emo. No, about it. <laughs> no. Like, (laughs) yeah, and yeah, so, you know, you just got to, it's a movie, roll with it, it's different, Um, keep your comic book, you know, You got your chocolate in my peanut butter, you got your movie in my comic. Yeah, exactly, pretty much. So I think what we're really trying to say there, Barry, is you're wrong. Um, No, deal with it, (laughs) (laughs) what we're trying to say, Barry. (laughs) That's it. The thing is, though, I don't really blame this movie. I blame the first X-Men movies that started this quote-unquote movie storyline and ruined it in the first place, that this one had to... This this one had to work within that that context, so they had to like rearrange things and and do you know do things like I'm sorry I'm losing my train of thought because I was thinking about something else. Here's the other thing that, that really pissed me off, and someone brought this up and I asked you earlier. In the third X Men movie, you see um, Professor X and Magneto still friends go and recruit young Jean Grey for the school. Right. And right. and yet that didn't happen in this movie before that point because I believe well, I don't know it was. Picard, no, I called him Picard. Was he in a wheelchair in that scene? He was just sitting in the living room the whole time. It's hard to yeah, tell. Yeah, you couldn't really tell. I think they left Anyways, it deliberately ambiguous. I don't know. It just... Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so, uh. yes, thank you, Barry, for your comments. Thank you for the call. <laughs> I was going to ask Gorilla something about um, Dungeons and Dragons Daggerdale. How far did you get through? Did you play level all the way to level ten? No, not yet. I'm uh, level four, I think, on my single player and multiplayer. We lasted about, I want to say, about an hour before it just froze on us, and we we're in the middle uh, of a quest, and it was just like, ugh. <laughs> as, as fun as that game is, and it's extremely glitchy. And I got to level seven on my ranger and i came to a point where something happens in the game i, I don't want to spoil it for you but um uh they uh they took away all my gear or whatever i got kidnapped by these people or whatever and they take away all your gear and for some reason it reset all of my skills and i wasn't able to even when i got my stuff back i wasn't able to reset my skills to the buttons Ugh. for one of my skills and i can't remember what the heck the, as fun as that game is it's so glitchy that it's yeah. like uh, it I don't steals know all the joy from the room it's <laughs> yeah it has some issues that's for sure <laughs> i have issues all right thank you for calling in and i'm gonna hang up on you now to free up the line for anyone else who wishes to call in the skype address is vtw shows that's v-t-w-s-h-o-w-s I'll watch for callers there. We can return to emails and shout-outs. Now, from the Black Void, I believe we had some action from Drager AZ. When it's time for shout-outs, can I get a shout-out to my guild, Phase 2 of Blades Edge US, for downing Heroic, uh, let's see, Atrimides. Don't even know that one. On our second attempt of the night. First time trying it. So you did the heroic mode on your second try the very first night you were trying it. You guys have your act together. Grats and shout out so given. Yay. Booyah, Grandma. Booyah. Good job. Good job. I stroke your ego. <laughs> 
All right, we have a don't call coming in. Uh, don't be stroking things on the air. Exactly. Oh, messy. <laughs> Yeesh. All right, welcome to Casually Hardcore. Who is this? This is Agri SW. Agri SW. This is becoming a pattern. How you doing? <laughs> doing well, doing well. What do you wish to share with the rest of the class today? Well, the call-in topic was either X-Men, which I haven't seen, and the other topic was uh, uh, con experiences, correct? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. memorable con experiences from your life. What do you got? Well, I have three most memorable con experiences, and uh, the third one was uh, the Star Wars uh, anniversary con that was in uh, L.A. here a couple years ago. That was absolutely fantastic. It was a last-minute thing, too. My brother and his buddies, they're uber Star Wars fans, and I'm kind of one, too. <laughs> Um, they were Shocking. going, they were going for the whole weekend and, uh, the last, uh, Sunday they said, Hey, uh, you want to come with? And I'm like, um, okay, why not? And I just enjoyed it. There were so many freaking people around there. I was like, Oh, that's good costume there. Good one there. And not to mention the fact that I got to meet and have them sign a picture of himself. Uh, I got to meet the Boba Fett. Mm. Ah. So I'm like, Boba Fett, my favorite like Star Wars character. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, <laughs> at least as far back as I can remember. Like, but that was know? my third favorite one. My second uh, most memorable con moment was BlizzCon when I met you guys. Booyah! That's right. We're top two. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> that was just uber fantastic. <laughs> and my top, top um, con moment was BlizzCon last year because... Uh, I'd been there for two years already, so I'd kind of like, okay, you know, I know what more or less things are, what to do. I've seen these things before. I got to go up on stage and make an ass of myself again. Cool. <laughs> um, like but, usual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, the thing that made it just so much more better is the fact that I was there with my girlfriend this last year. Uh, shout out to Ambrosia Hartnett, my loving girlfriend. That's a regular occurrence on this that show. Is, you, just get yeah, to do yeah. it, you just get to do it yourself this exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, ooh, that's cool. But uh, the fact that uh, she was in the audience and uh, she had her camera recording this, she's like, and I couldn't wait to get home and see you know, her shot of me on stage with her commentary. She's because like, oh, it God, is, here it comes. in fact, all about you. <laughs> uh, no, no. But yeah. it was so <laughs> no, funny. No, yeah, 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 basically, yes. <laughs> It was so funny to hear her commentary. She's like, "Okay," and I was like, "Oh, that person's pretty good." And uh, when the guy, uh, when that guy had his little accident on stage, he was like, "Oh, oh crap!" Yeah, yeah, the uh, poor guy who actually uh, broke who his arm, the... right? Huh? Did he break his I think arm? Was, I think it was his leg because no, he was yeah. doing the upper yeah. leg. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, like something's like, "Oh, that's gonna leave a mark." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, those are my top three con moments and. Uh, uh, if I wasn't for the new computer that I just bought, I'd probably go into BlizzCon again. But <laughs> no, funds were short, and he's an addict. Already sold out, so oh, no. the BlizzCon man need my fix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Blizzard. I, I can't deny it. Oh. Got to see the beard again. <laughs> the beard. Whoa. Chris Metzen and his beard. Check. Thank you for yeah. calling. I'm gonna right, free up the line me. here. For the unending queue of people who are obviously waiting to call in. Right? Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Again, VTW Shows is the Skype name to call if you wish to participate live in our shows because we're needy that way, right? Yes. Yeah, yep. Just, kind of just so. a little. And actually, we really 
that's in our top uh, con experience as well because we love meeting listeners. Yeah. It was a lot of fun with the three or it's four people so we cool. ran into at uh, yeah, Phoenix sure. Comic Con. Yeah. Us, say, hey, you, I see the computers there. You must be them. And here's we, are them. we are we they. Are them. <laughs> <laughs> we come for your daughters. <laughs> we tried to be labeled as much as possible. Yeah. You're women. I wish to buy them. Sell them, them to me. Tea. How much footy little girl? Yes. <laughs> I had an email here. What? And what? then it goes silent for a minute. Know, How much right? for the little girl? Silence. Silence. <laughs> Silence. We're thinking of the price. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to give a shout, even though we are uh, kind of to the abundance of Comic Con chit chat that we did. Uh, we've kind of tap tanced around stuff from the research thread, which we'll roll over into next, next time. Week. Actually, yes. ne- next week is they're oh, not yeah. going to hear from us in any form directly for three weeks because uh, we're off next week. We'll not be having a live show next Sunday. Right. The weekend after, there won't be a Sunday show, but there will be a full day's worth of content available to you the Friday from right before Nerd- coming to Nerdtacular. So you will get your download fixed, but the live portion will happen a couple days early that week. So that's Friday the 17th, uh, pretty much the whole damn day. Uh, we're going to have stuff going out live from Nerdtacular. Check nice. it out. Large announcement on the front page of vtwproductions.com. Uh, Fangs was responsible for the title of this week's research thread. Oh, yeah. Which was the It Came From Old Iron Forge edition. And did want to recognize all the people who contributed, even though we're not using it. <laughs> fangs. Hey, the effort. The effort. Was no, the effort was, was there. Put Absolutely, out, yes. and we'll and we will shout out to them again when we do use it. Yep. Fangs, Aid, Sean Caster, Sakulian slash Sicilian, to be determined. Me, uh, me again. Way to go, me. Bob Fetish. Deus X. Thank you for your contributions to the unused, and will be recycled in a couple of weeks. Research thread. Yeah. But, I mean, it still works. I mean, head to the forums. Anybody has access to this. It's a nice aggregate. No, they don't. No, they don't. don't. It's a private forum for their use. Oh, we should post it on the main forum, then, for this week's contributions. Awesome. I mean, might as well do that. It's a nice aggregate of news for geeky stuff. I am, in fact, the uh, forum admin. And you've just just put it into my head the way I should have been running this, because this is a power I have and I've just never used before. I'm an idea, man. I can make it read (laughs) only for everyone and give these guys... Duh. Only them the rights to write to it. So I'll get, I'll get creative with my permissions. Because yeah, I'm stupid <laughs> that way. So looking at other things to organize and get done in the station, like, you know, all of it. Or, yeah. or uh, our yeah. intro. Yeah. Put that, do that right after our intro. That, mm-hmm. that should be number two. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> this week for me was about converting to a 64-bit architecture. I, I uh, put a new drive in the main rig over there and installed Windows 7 64-bit. And it's been knock wood. Um, surprisingly smooth transition. Mm. No data loss or anything, and all the vital programs like the audio editing and Sam Broadcaster and all that fun stuff cool. working just fine. So here's hoping that it remains stable uh, long enough to do things like the aforementioned intro. Intro. Yes, I'm just waiting for all your input and all the audio stings you're going to edit down for me and create. And oh, you want me to create stings? I was just oh, cataloging yes. stings. I see. We'll, we'll, we will teach you. Okay. <laughs> I was like, the, the I was rig's going, The rig's going home with you, so there will uh, be over-the-internet yeah. tutelage happening at some point yeah. in the near future because knowledge must be passed on and yes. shared. It, it cries out to be given and passed on to others. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or am, I, or am I working a little too hard? Thing no, thing? it's good. It's good. Um, I do not want to know what my child is doing to make that repetitive. She's playing she's with a dump truck. She's got the dump truck running over my mic stand. She's humping the mic stand. Yeah. With, with a dump truck. 
All right, on that bombshell, let's call yeah. it an end. All right, then. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Casually Hardcore. Check out all the fine shows, as previously mentioned, on the VTW Network, including the new Show X, and go help name the show in the forums. If it's people love Show X, it may just stay Show X. We shall see. Help them develop the content. Help them turn it into the massive juggernaut that it will undoubtedly be. Send us your informations, requests, segments, whatever you want to contribute to the show to ch at vtwproductions.com and or casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com if you're a masochist and like typing a lot or just want to practice your touch typing and your home key skills, then we've got them all. They're all out there waiting for you to use because we're just generous that way. I have been Gnomewise. I've been Eyelight. I've been Grail. And I have been Dexa. We'll be back in various forms at various times over the next few weeks. So we're basically going to be on kind of sort of weird hiatus for the next little bit. Uh, we could just call it our mid-year summer break. And so next week, definitely no regular show. Um, might be a music show in its place, to be determined. Week after, nothing on Sunday. Moving to Friday all day long. Nerdtacular coverage. It will be awesome, and you will love it. You will love it. Damn it. Yep. Week after that, quite possibly... Daxa and Grail's first solo show. It we'll could see. happen. Not the week after that, no. We'll be in Chicago that week. No, you're, you're, weekend, you're in Chicago the week of Nertacular. We're in and Chicago the entire for two week. Weeks. Oh! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there. You know, That's why I was saying. Yeah, I don't time, think, I don't think they're going to need it by the time they're back. Yeah. We'll be yeah. back on the air. Yeah, I'll be good. I don't yeah. think we'll we need this. to send the rig over. We got it controlled. So, three weekends will be affected. One weekend you'll have Nertacular's re- replacement, the other two. Uh, we'll be on hiatus. Yeah. So watch the front page of vtwproductions.com as usual. That's always the best for bet. programmatic announcements because right. this stuff changes when we're off the air. I believe we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.